leaders. We pose the problems of human beings in their relations with the world. Change. Knowledge emerges only through invention and reinvention, through the restless and patient continuing, hopeful inquiry human beings pursue in the world, with the world, and with each other. Leaders. The solution is not to integrate them into the structure of oppression, but to transform that structure so that they become beings for themselves. Stories. Impact. Liberation is a praxis of action to reflection upon the world. Welcome to the pedagogy of the obsessed. Howdy folks, this is Adam Parrott-Sheffer, former principal and current doctoral student. Everyone loves an origin story. In The Zigzag Woman, Steve Martin wrote that in the beginning of things, you see their end. In anticipation of the launch of Pedagogy of the Obsessed next Monday at noon, we have a teaser cast for you today. We'll hear from Shanna about her reflections on why we came together to tell these stories. And after that, I sit down with Adriana and Jim to discuss how all this little project came to and how we plan to connect others through narrative. There is no mutant spider or distant planet explosion in this story. There are just a couple of new friends excited about new ways of connecting people who care about schools and kids. Now, if that is also the ending of things, that'll do. I hope you enjoy the tale. And here's Shanna. My name is Shanna Peoples. What's the purpose for me in being involved in the project? One of the the most interesting things about this particular podcast is the idea of the big H of Harvard and the privilege that that allows me getting my voice amplified. And as a middle-aged white woman, a lot of times I don't have trouble getting my voice heard. In some spaces, yes, but for the most part, I would say I'm able to find avenues to get my voice out there. I don't think that that's true with some of the more marginalized voices, particularly in the ed space and across the sector. And so for me, what I'm particularly excited about and proud of this podcast's mission to do is to promote equity of voice, of all voices, and getting all of that together with some of the coolest friends that I have here, which is Adam and Jim and Adriana and all of these guests that we've got on tap that we're going to talk about. I also like the potential of the medium to sort of let you eavesdrop on people's conversations, which I think is is cool when you hear people who are very passionate about a subject really get into it. And we're pretty nerdy passionate about education. And I also like the potential of the podcast to respond to current events, which unfortunately we have a lot to respond to that's negative from teacher strikes to some of the terrible federal policy that's happening down to state level funding. And look at that in a way that engages not just ed specific learners and listeners, but I would say the general public, how to get people engaged, motivated, interested, and hopefully to give some next steps for ways that you can take some of what we discussed and put skin on it, so to speak. Make it live and breathe in the spaces and the places that you are, wherever you're listening. For me, that's what I'm excited about. 
Let's begin with a quote by Paulo Freire. Knowledge emerges only through invention and reinvention, through the restless, impatient, continuing, hopeful inquiry human beings pursue in the world, with the world and with each other. So how do we go about inventing this podcast? It started at Rebecca's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was at Rebecca's. What is it called? Petsy's Pies. Petsy's Pies, that's it right. It was at Petsy's Pies so, after, after a school visit yeah. that we had uh-huh. done. And we had just read Balo Freya, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we were like, oh, why are we obsessing about what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's actually a cool story. And then After we were like, bit. and let's get Jim in. That's yeah. when we were working on our, um, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, we shouldn't do a podcast. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and I think, so, yeah, there's that, like, that's where it launched, but then there was that big piece from Liz City where she mm-hmm. just looked at us and said, so how are you going to change the sector? Yeah. <laughs> and I were looking around and being like, we're in grad school for the next two years. <laughs> I'll be lucky if I change my pants every day. <laughs> I don't think he has. I don't think he has. <laughs> That's why I have pink pants. So exactly. you know. You know once, a, once a week. Oh, a week. <laughs> he wears the pink pants. <laughs> what brings us all together? Why, are, why, why this motley crew on these topics? I think that we have, being here at Harvard gives us um, the space, right, to kind of reflect on our experiences and what we've all gone through. Similar jobs, but just all across the country in different contexts, right? But I think it also gives us an opportunity to just be more honest, perhaps, without a fear of in terms of speaking your mind and within a job setting. But here, we're able to then kind of use the, the H, right? Like use a Harvard name to kind of bring to the surface and say, these are the topics that were and are probably still very important to people out in the field right now. We're having the luxury of having the time to reflect on it. And so now we want to make sure that we help to uphold those, those ideas and those concepts to make sure we don't forget about them. And for those that might not feel very comfortable in being honest in their work sites too to give them an, an avenue to, to voice their concerns. I think for me, this is an opportunity to tell a story that I've been kind of holding on to in terms of my leadership journey and why so many leaders go untapped and the barriers that get in the way of people who have the talent, people who have the skill, not necessarily being able to get the shot at leadership. So we'll see. I think I want that, that one person piece, right? Like we mm-hmm. always talk about the second we get into the world of systems, yeah. it becomes clinical. Right. And the fact that this work is relational, it's focused on person to person. One at a time. One of the interesting things that I'm taking away from this experience, too, though, is just the, the thinking behind being able to say the thing without fear, like you said, Adriana. The implications that that has for future leadership roles, like... So many leaders are very political, which obviously they have to be, and I, I get that, but perhaps we might be nearing a shift in, in what a leader really looks like and being able to be explicit with their views or even the fact that they hold conflicting views and or evolving views and, and that that's okay, you know, if it's in the best interest of, of children. How can we start telling these stories that aren't being told? We know so many people doing great work. And that's not the narrative. Mm-hmm. That's not the narrative in the newspaper. That's not the narrative in people's quick hand, how they talk about education. Yeah. So, like, how do we start to celebrate that great work and get people more connected to it and then also root it in the people that it impacts, whether that's a teacher, whether that's a student. Like, like how do we actually think about these systems-level things yeah. in, the, in the space of the one person? What do you hope that people get out of it? 
giving them the opportunity to uh, to hear a different perspective, or maybe it's the same perspective, to reaffirm the idea that you've been having or the concept that you think that needs to be addressed within the sector. I think hopefully it motivates others that are listening to the podcast, that it really inspires others as well. And I think it just, just to nurture the soul and the mind and become obsessed along with that. I'm hoping to just connect real world people with real world issues that we deal with. Some of the, the topics that we have, you know, the challenges that we have with our topics are, are real world problems that nobody really takes the time to understand. You know, nobody thinks about the mental health of the principal. Nobody thinks about the, the leader who is wanting to lead but not given the opportunity. You know, no, nobody thinks about those sorts of things. They just see the role and see people doing it and like, okay, well, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. So really taking a, a, a deep look at, you know, real issues is, uh, is something that if we can get that across to our listeners, and that's, I think that's a win right there. How about you? I think there's something about this, like, how do we change the narrative? And how do we make systems not seem so informal and technical and really link them back to the people that work in them and the fact that systems are actually created of people. Like the more that we can kind of help tell that story and tell the work of people who are doing interesting things that we can either learn from or that we can adopt their ideas, then that could be a game changer. I think that the, the common thread that we all have in, in all of the podcasts that, that are going to be part of this collection, this, you know, channel, <laughs> that it really has that whole story of self in it, right, versus other opportunities where you've had to learn from other leaders. It's maybe more of a top-down type of model, or, you know, maybe it's like more of a professional development where someone is lecturing and instructing you. But I think in this one, there's a very, there's a definite emotional side to it, which is not spoken about, right, in, in, in the sector. So I'm really happy that we've had the opportunity to bring this up. When you think about pedagogy of the obsessed, one thing that speaks to me is like, what you were saying is like, it really set, it hones in on these problems. Mm -hmm. And it lets you get deep into a problem, and it recognizes that there's not a quick answer. Mm -hmm. It lets you understand that problem more deeply. But then it also, I hope people are engaging in these conversations. Like, mm -hmm. that as we have these episodes that end, and people talking about the issues, mm -hmm. that that actually becomes a, a place where other people can have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And so we might be part of it, but I, I envision, like, yeah, we started it here in our living room, and then... You know, you've listened to an episode with two friends, and all of a sudden you're having a conversation about this, because we know that the answers are going to come from people who are doing the work. Mm -hmm. And if we can hear what we're not doing the work, help those conversations happen, we've uh, done a little something. And I hope we hear the feedback. Email's on the website, people, so <laughs> definitely email back to us. Our goal here is to tell lots of stories, lots of perspectives. Right. So if there's people who, you know, say, you know what, I'd be a perfect guest, or this person would be a perfect guest, yeah. like, we want to hear from them, too. Yeah, what's your alternative? I mean, like, surely we, we're not professing to have all of the answers. We're saying that this is what we think right now. This is Pedagogy of the Obsessed. We're excited to start sharing future episodes with you. We're a bunch of school leaders who realize that there are conversations to be had about systems-level change that need to focus on the personal, the emotional, but then also the practical. How do we actually make change there? We look to talk to people who that work impacts, as well as people who are doing and thinking about that work. And so we, we hope you'll join us for the journey, both as a uh, listener and as a uh, conversant. So we'll see you soon, and we hope you get just as obsessed as us. And so signing off, this is Adam Parrott-Sheffer. Adriana Chavarin-Lopin. James Mercer. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. We pose the problems of human beings in their relations with the world. Knowledge emerges only through invention and reinvention, through the restless and patient continuing 
hopeful inquiry human beings pursue in the world, with the world, and with each other. The solution is not to integrate them into the structure of oppression, but to transform that structure so that they become beings for themselves. Liberation is a practice of action and reflection on the world.